Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionize the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. Welcome to the Scale Her Up podcast. We've turned the tables today. I've got Wendy Harris from Making Conversations Count podcast. Do you want to explain to the listeners what you're doing today on Scale Her Up? (laughs) Brenda, thank you so much for inviting me. I know we spoke a while ago and we were talking all things podcast. And I'd explained that I'd done a special guest show where I told my story and I had one of my previous guests hosting for me. That was where this idea sort of came from, really, was that, Brenda, we really need to hear your story. And here we are, scale her up to a year old this month. So it seemed like the right time for me to tell my story. Yeah. Yeah. So let's open the doors on where you started. So how I mean, it's for a start, it's Dr. Brenda. (laughs) Okay. so how. On earth did you make that leap from being, you know, a doctor of something, explain what the doctor of something is, to being in business? Yes, it's been a very varied journey and, and not, not a straight road by any means. Admittedly, I started my, started my career in science. So I, the PhD is in animal nutrition. Yeah, farmer's daughter went and studied biotechnology and then moved into animal nutrition. So I've got a PhD which was looking at the uranium metabolites of plant compounds in goats. It's, I know it's... That's an um, image I'm not going to be able to ever, you know, take off my brain. I, I know it's that this is audio, but I can see you on Zoom and I've just seen your face there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the response I get. It's a very, yeah, very unusual career path. Not many people go down that route. Slightly more common was the redundancy that came maybe, uh, must be 15 years ago now. At the time, I wasn't. I was working part time, and not many people worked part time in the the research institute where I I was working. When my boss took voluntary redundancy, and uh, then my role was redundant, and there was no no similar part time role for me to move into. So yeah, that was that was the end of that. No funding in that kind of area, so no opportunity to to go back to that either. So it's the worst time to be sent home, if you like, because I wasn't really making any money. I was given all my earning, everything I was earning was going to the nursery. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a mum for a while. I'm not, I'll not say just a mum. We had another, we had another baby then. So now I've got three. They're not, not babies any longer. They're teenagers. I did some direct selling. So I did sold Pampered Chef. I did, went to people's houses and did cooking demonstrations. And I tried, I tried childminding, where I discovered that the challenge of Becoming a childminder was more enjoyable than the actual looking after other people's kids. So I didn't do that for very long. And then I got a job in the organisation that my husband worked in, which is, was in the subsea industry. And uh, I got a role in marketing there. Uh, very quickly was promoted to a strategic sales and marketing manager. And it was in that organisation. It was a really lovely entrepreneurial business started up by two guys. 
and then just built it up. I discovered that I loved business. Although we did have we did have a wedding car business as a sideline, myself and my husband and his brother and his wife. But that was yeah, that was that was how we spent our weekends before it became a more of a challenge once the kids all the kids came along. Logistics um, with children and weddings yeah. at weekends. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Through that role in sales and marketing, realized that I loved business. That company was sold to an American conglomerate just at the time when the oil price crashed in 2015. Which was a big, you know, real had a massive impact in Aberdeen because so many people worked in the oil industry here. It was everybody's livelihood, really. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. Such a big impact. So um, I survived a couple of rounds of redundancies there, but I knew that that big conglomerate where people are just a number kind of thing that the culture wasn't the kind of place that I wanted to work. So I stepped away from that and I went to study an MBA because, of course, I don't have enough qualifications already. So I, I did a studied an MBA with the intention that I would start my own business, but I could never have the I never had the right idea. I had lots of ideas, but never one that actually had enough legs to run with. So I was looking for franchises. Action Coach dropped into my inbox one day. So business coaching just made sense. It took a bit of the weird career path that I'd taken already, and meant that I could use my experience in business, my MBA. And the toolkit that Action Coach provides to make a difference and help the people who had had the ideas but don't really have the, the experience or the knowledge of running their own business. It works a treat. Really enjoying it. So really, you're kind of like the, the, the one side of the brain. There's, there's the left and the right side of the brain, isn't there? The one side is the creative and the other side is the, the sort of logical thinking. So you can become the perfect balance yeah. for that in business because certainly I know and a lot of people that I speak to that are in business it's not just about the idea is it? No I mean lots of people get into business because they're passionate about the thing the product or the service that they want to deliver to their to their customers you know and they they love what they do and and they do that part well but then there's the whole around that there's how you run your business you know there's your marketing there's your your sales there's your your financials there's the systems and processes there's how you manage your team there's all of these things that also need to be in synergy and lots of people don't have the skills to do all of those so we I can help them with upskilling themselves to be the best business owner that they can be no that's great because you are the ceo the cfo the coo you know <laughs> You're the finance director. You're the you're the bin. You empty the bins. Yes. You're the cheerleader. You're the counsellor. You are all of those things, aren't you, wrapped into one, as well as doing the thing that you want to do that earns you that money. So so through that journey of of all those past roles and, and falling into action coach, as is your business now, what would you say has been the biggest learning that you've had? Oh my goodness, the learning that it's been just a massive, massive learning. But we talk about unconscious incompetence. I, and I know that lots of my clients as well, we don't know what we don't know until we start. So there's so much to learn in in terms of of running your own business or being your own boss even, or I I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't pick out any one thing. It's about learning about me. And who I am and what I can do and learning to believe in myself and get rid of that imposter syndrome, I suppose. So it's been a massive self-development journey. 
And Action Coach is such a, a knowledge-based organisation. It's all about learning and, and developing. So it couldn't be anything more, anything else. Well, really. having had the pleasure of having Brad on my podcast, I know that he's a big advocate of, you know, a book, a book a week. That's, yes. just, you know, that, that kind of thing. That's 200 books a year. Just think of the learning. And it's not just about that self-development. It's, it's then about how you implement that into yes. things, isn't it? So there's one thing knowing, then there's another thing doing. So what has been the biggest challenges that you've had and how have you overcome those? Yeah, doing, doing what you learn, I suppose. And obviously being part of Action Coach, I, I have a coach, I have more than one coach. So yeah, being having somebody there to hold you accountable to do what you need to do really helps with most of the challenges. Yeah, my biggest challenge is something that I, I never, never saw coming. I had no idea that this was going to hit me like a, like a ton of bricks. I got into business. I was, I was almost 45 when I started my business and, you know, the kids were a bit older. So, you know, when past all of that, having to juggle childcare and everything, they can let themselves in, get, when they come home, they can feed themselves to an extent. So I thought this is a perfect time to start a business. It's quite stressful. It's quite hard to to run your own business and to to do all that learning and and work out what I needed to do and find the clients. And then then COVID hit, which was not not the biggest challenge that I've uh, I've had. But I was struggling. I was um, yeah. I was anxious. I was exhausted and whatever. And I didn't didn't really realize the cause of that. I put it down to running my own business and trying to support other businesses through COVID, which was obviously the worst, the worst time for, for businesses that there'd been in a long time. It kind of came to a head. I, um, I made a mistake. I put, put the wrong recording up on a podcast, actually. I had a, had a client, she was a client um, who'd, who'd done a, a podcast interview for me and turns out I, I put the wrong record in there. She called me up. She was quite upset, but we got it down and it, it was fine. And the realisation that I've had this horrendous brain fog, I really struggled to think straight. And, you know, writing a shopping list was hard work. And the, the realisation that this is not just, not just caused by the stress of running my business and, and having, having a family and, and all of that, that this is actually something else, <laughs> which is uh, a lack of oestrogen. I was um, perimenopausal and I was suffering from lots of brain-related symptoms, which I didn't even realise were symptoms of what happens to women in their late 40s, um, early 50s. So that probably had an impact on my business from way from when I started, but I wasn't, I wasn't aware of it. I'd kind of blamed, you know, blamed the stress of running a business. And, and actually, you know, I know that a lot of people change jobs or leave jobs because they find them too stressful as they're going through going through this period of their lives and I totally understand how people can really really struggle and uh, yeah it it kind of blindsides you doesn't it that you we think we're invincible and as women you know I know I certainly feel like I'm still 18 or 21 most days Mm -hmm. but then you know I am I'm I'm perhaps a bit older than you but um, I hit 50 and I just thought gosh where's that gone and and I still feel I still want to feel physically and mentally that 18, 21 year old. I've not I've, I think I've been fortunate. I've never never sort of noticed any menopausal symptoms. 
but certainly it's coming up in conversation more and more now that I'm of a certain age. And, and I think you're right that sometimes we're perhaps putting other excuses in the way of looking after our actual health. And it's not, and I always talk about mental wealth, but I think it's connected, you know, this sort of mindset and body and, and looking after ourselves as a whole. So how did you deal with that realisation, Brenda? You know, it, when I realised what the cause was, I felt better almost immediately, knowing that there's, there's, a, there's a reason for this and I can do something about it, mm-hmm. rather than it was just, this is just how I am. That was, uh, I, I did, a, it'll not be a surprise to you that I did a lot of research, um, <laughs> did a lot of reading. <laughs> One thing that really helped is, is hearing other people's experiences. You're not going through it alone. And the, there's some really good website and support run by a woman called Dr. Louise Newsom. And she misdiagnosed her own menopause, even though she'd been helping other women through the menopause for years. Um, she thought that the, what she was going through was the stress when she was starting a new part to her business. Isn't that interesting? Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Because the... For those that are listening to, to, to this story, I would say question yourself because you know when it's the right or the wrong diagnosis, because when you're going, oh, it's the stress of the business and, you, and you're actually trying to put your finger on why that is, because you're doing absolutely everything in your power, aren't you, to be a, a superwoman or a superhero. So you I know hope- it doesn't fit, feel right that you're giving yourself that excuse. I had a really good coach at the time. Uh, he was awesome. John, his name is. And he, uh, he was looking at the, the blockers. He calls himself the breakthrough coach. And we were doing a lot of work on getting rid of imposter syndrome and the, you know, the, the blockers that were holding me back, this, the limiting self-beliefs and things like that. And I used, used to cry in every coaching session. They have lots of emotions, which didn't realise, you know, that, that's come from the, the menopause stuff as well. He, he was always looking for, you know, there's something more, there's something more holding you back. And I go, no, we've, we've got, I knew that we'd got all of that, felt that we'd got all of that out. And, you know, when I realised that it was, you know, it's a, a physiological thing, not a psychological thing, I started taking HRT and it's been, it's been amazing. It's just my, my brain works, <laughs> my back is back working like it should. It feels like me again. So I know that's not, a lot of people are, aren't, I've got, must, yeah, must have felt like you were in a bit of a tunnel, though. Yes. Know? And you can't go back because mm-hmm. you, you can only ever keep moving forward. But you're looking for that light at the end of the tunnel, aren't you? And, and ultimately, for logical thinkers, people that want, you know, to, to understand the intellect of these things, just having the answer and then feeling like you can do something about it. Yeah. I know what's causing it. I can do something about it. And it's not, it's not that I'm, I'm not capable of, of growing my business and, and being a success here. There's a reason that's kind of held me back to an extent. Since starting on the HRT and really my, my business has just taken off. I, I, can, I can look at my turnover and at the, where the graph, where that increases, that's the about stick. the time that I start. Yes, yes. that's about yeah. the time that I started the HRT. Yeah. With all of that, I mean, there's a, there's a wealth of experience there, Brenda, in terms of, you know, your background and what you've been through yourself within your own business. What are your ambitions for the future? Is it to, to champion women 
an entrepreneurship uh, or of a certain age? What are the ambitions for Brenda? Do you know, just as you've asked that question, I thought, I don't know if I'm clear enough on this. So I've just had a blinding flash of the obvious while I've been, we talk about those with our, with our clients while I've been uh, talking to you. I need to get clearer on that. A year ago, I started Scale Her Up with the intention of, of supporting other women in business. Um, I'd been to a networking event where the Royal Bank of Scotland launched their Back Her Business crowdfunding uh, support for female-led businesses. And they talked about the statistics from the Rose Review of Female Entrepreneurship. And I repeat, I repeat them every, every podcast, you know, that only one in three entrepreneurs in the UK are women and men are five times more likely to scale their business up to over a million in turnover. And if we matched men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy. There are a number of things that are missing that would really make a difference to women. One is the balance of childcare and, and caring responsibilities. And if men had the same parental leave as women, then that would really balance up the playing field. Access to funding is something that, that's not been there for women. And I can't do anything about those things. Those are, those are above my pay grade. But what I can do is showcase entrepreneur ship as a as an option for women and and so interviewing people on the podcast to just sort of have role models there for people to to see that you know entrepreneurship is an option for for women i didn't know a year ago what i was going to go through through the summer last year and that you know that's another challenge that we need to be aware of that that people are facing i had a couple of clients going through a really tough time through menopause as well Possibly if I, hadn't, if I hadn't seen them going through it, it might have been even longer before I realised myself what was going on. A client who um, was having really bad migraines, you know, once or twice a week, and she calculated out that over a year she'd probably lost 50% of her working hours due to, due to her health. And still, I mean, she was still able to grow her business. A lot of people would have maybe given up. I just want to help help women grow their business and, and navigate all the challenges that are coming. And of course, whether it's women with menopause, that can come at any time, can't it? I mean, I was watching the news the other day and there was a, there was a young lass of 27 that was going through early oh, menopause because of a, a cancer misdiagnosis. So it can hit women at any age, can't it? So it's not just, yeah. you know, you're looking to help those that are sort of 40 or 50 something. It, it really does affect women from the time that they're menstruating, I suppose. It's yeah. The blunt way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah. So with that, where do you think you're going to be able to use Scale Her Up to make a difference? What, what do people do when they come to Scale Her Up, Brenda? Listen to people's stories. There are some amazing stories of the, the people that I've interviewed, some great stories that you maybe resonate with people or they, they've got some great tips that, that uh, businesswomen and, and any, it doesn't have to be women, you men will get lots of benefit from listening to the podcast as well. We've got a, a Facebook group, a closed group, and um, there's a community there, which that, that's my, probably my um, aim for Scale Her Up at the moment is to build that community as a sort of supportive place where we can uh, support each other as women in business. That said, would you do it all again? Absolutely. I would, yeah, with, with a bit more knowledge, it'd be easier to navigate, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 
Yes, yes, I would. And, and I know that going forward, I've not overcome all the challenges I'm going, to, I'm going to face. There will be more challenges. You know, what I've learned from talking to others is it's not just as in the first, the first few years of business that are difficult. You know, there are things that come, come later as well. So, yeah, there will always be challenges. I think they're just going to be different challenges. So one final question then, Brenda, which is not on your list of questions. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you said you were going to be scared. You don't need to be scared. If I was starting out a new business today, what would your one piece of advice be? Oh, no, advice. Advice is interesting because you can, you can take or leave advice. So I was thinking, well, yeah, ask people, get, you know, get people's input, but you don't have to use it. Use mine. My advice is good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Learn from other people's mistakes where you can, because it can be really tempting to go, oh, yeah, so so-and-so went through that. And especially in Action Coach, lots of people at lots of stages of their business, and we're hearing different people's stories, and we go, oh, yeah, well, that, I'm different. That will not happen to me. And then, invariably, it does. We all go through the, the same ups and downs just at, at different stages. Yeah, get the, the support from from the people around you there are lots of people that are willing to help you and and guide you and and give you give you advice or give you services that that will support your business growth yeah it's really lonely being in business for yourself don't don't but don't do it alone yeah but get surround yourself with the right people I yes is the key part isn't it and to know that whilst your family and friends will always be your cheerleaders not always going to be the right kind of support that you need because they'll tell you what you want to hear rather than yeah. what you need to hear. So get get yourself a coach. Doesn't have to be me, doesn't have to be an action coach, but get yourself a, a coach that's gonna support you, be and be tell you the hard the hard truth when you need it, as well as be really supportive. So Brenda, is there anything else that you would like to add? On your one-year anniversary of Scaler Up. Oh, anything that I'd like to add. Do you know, I'd just like to say thank you to everyone who's interviewed on the, the podcast, to everybody who's listened, because, you know, if people weren't listening, I, it would have fizzled out. But, you know, there are people there listening, so I, I know that it's of value to someone. So, yeah, I would just to thank everyone who's, who's helped me continue with Scale Her Up for for a year yeah watch where it goes let me know what you want to hear the kind of people you want to be to hear me interview and let's let's keep going this is I've really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the next few years well Brenda it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to ask you lots of questions I could ask you lots more but I know that time is is everything isn't it in podcasting so absolutely um I wish you all the best with your show. Um, it's 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 brilliant what you're doing, bringing this revolution to to the to the ladies of the land. Oh, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and doing this for me, Wendy. And you know, if if anyone listening, I'm sure you want to hear about uh, Wendy's podcast, which is making conversations count. Just let us know, Wendy. What was the synopsis of of, of your podcast? The 50p version is it's honest, relatable conversations with business leaders where they share why conversation has been so important to, 
to them and what's created success. So they share their tips. It's usually very how to do stuff, you know, so it's what they've done and they've tried that's worked and what's not. But there's also a conversation that they share with me for the first time that they recall having that's created a turning point for them in their career. So it's that conversation at the bus stop that led to the best client that they've ever had in their life or realizing that that conversation with their boss about being promoted didn't really matter because they can go off and start their own business, you know. So we all, we've all had those conversations where we know if I hadn't have had that conversation, nothing would have changed. It's, it's a brilliant podcast, Wendy. I've really enjoyed the ones that I'm, I've listened to. And yeah, you're on my, on my list for the next, the next few dog walks, at least. So yeah, thank you very much for being here. It's been my pleasure, Brenda. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcast. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add $250 to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.